And we're back in the room. Welcome to Scots Radio. I'm Frida Morrison. And the team are here, are shuggling about in their enemy nukes again. I'll introduce the man in Gweed time. In this episode, we're finding out about the Scots Weed Association in the run-up to their 50th anniversary next year. And our special guest this episode is George T. Watt Fay, Association, where we'll tell us more about Fitz being planned. And Fitz going to be the focus of their 100th edition of their Lallans magazine. To quote for the Lallans summer edition last year, say, Dada wa, the screaming your limit. <laughs> but a quote. Before we begin any further, let me introduce the team this episode. In Embra, in his B&B studio, the money that guides us through the waves. Come in, Richie Werner. Hi, hi, how we doing? So, Richie, <laughs> seeds, planting, gardens, calnecks and frost, have you survived? Well, I have. Aye, I've not done any planting or anything, but great time to start doing the outside jobs. So I've been looking at this wall for about, I don't know, 10 years going, oh, I'll get that this year or I'll get that at the back end this year. So started taking my brush to it the other day and half of it fell out. So I've had to get a couple of bags of cement and start my pointing. <laughs> so you're pointing so your was. That's it, that's it. And as Dave, Dave always says, is. he talks about your room outside. So aye, that's fair. I've got the garden, I've got the plants, but I've also got all the, the masonry and the walls around the boot. So I'm, I'm going through a wee process of maintaining all that this year. Right. Get your climbers up. That's get it. the climbers up. <laughs> get your climbers up. Exactly. Then. David Mitchell, you're in Edinburgh. Are you there? I'm here on a broad sunny day. Fits okay. it like with you up on the edge of the Grampians. The birdies are singing, they're out, they're all making their beds and going about their business. Ah. And it's lovely to see. It's lovely to see. Maybe we could use that word spring. It's here. Ah. Didn't I say it too loud yet? <laughs> Didn't I say it? You can fit. We've been through. We've been through the Chukit storm. You can. Oh. Dear, then he started about doing blast. It knocked all my rooted entrance, burnt the flues on them, and scalded the lugs of the magnolia. Ah, I was fierce gun up with it. Uh. <laughs> in Aberdeen, our new student for Robert Gordon University. Welcome back. Finn Nixon, Finn, are you there? Hi, Frida. Great to be back. I feel like. Is it bonny sunny in Aberdeen as well? It is. It's a lovely day. It's okay. fantastic. Right, and off we go. This is Feather Album, Far Better Days. This is Malinky and Fiona Hunter and. Erm time.
Tashalan, you'll see that sellers hunker scares idly and bellin. They'll tell you every jot of work that ye hate to perform. But lads, when you're under them, you'll stand the raging storm. Term Time with Fiona Hunter on vocals and Malinky. Now next year, the Scots Lead Association and the Scots Language Association is celebrating its 50th anniversary. And on top of that, it will publish its 100th edition of its Lallans magazine. And Fitta magazine, that is. I've been enjoying the copies for the last few years. And the content is just incredible. Mayor of that in the meantime. First, let me welcome our special guest, Fairy Association, the Membership Secretary for Ken's Arboot Term Time on the Firms. Welcome, George T. Watt. Uh, good morning. Good morning, George. Is it a bonny sunny morning with you there as well? Oh, it's just beautiful here. We were out earlier on for a wee walk around the, the park there because we're right above the Vicky Park and it's just looking beautiful. Isn't it? I think, it's just, I think it looks bonny this time of year in the sun. Doesn't it? You go into Angus there and the fields are starting to grow, the planting of the tatties, the barley's coming through, birdies are singing them all. Even had a willow right. warbler in the garden yesterday. Oh, I haven't got willow warblers yet. Yeah. The, the willows are, are kind of looking sear, sear come out after the winter. But well, I don't hear willow, but the warbler was here. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love hearing the willow warblers, you know, that's like twee, wee, 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 wee yeah, noise. Uh, right, George, tell us more about the association. It was formed really to promote literary Scots because most folk, and still today a lot of folk think, written Scots started with Abbey Burns and finished with Abbey Burns. But of course, it's been markers ever since the 15th century. Lallas has really started to give them a voice. And it's remarkable, I think, that a magazine that's totally in Scots, all new scrivings, has lasted for 50 years and is growing and growing for a, a typesetting thing of four or five pages to 128 pages, magazine professionally produced. What about your membership? Is it, is it worldwide? Oh, I have a folk hour. We've got a member in Brazil. We've got somebody in the United Arab Republics. We've got <laughs> folk hour, mostly, I think, overseas, North America and Europe. You've got the Sangshaw Screaming Competition run by the Scots Lead Association every year and entries published in the Lallans magazine, as you mentioned there. Tell us more about the, the Sangshaw Screaming Competition, George. I think last year we had over 70 entries, or 70 folk entering, wow. some two or three different poems. There's kind of posy, you can have a cutty tale, 
another sentence for another lead if you've got that kind of ability. So there's three categories, and some of the, again, you know, the standard's just amazing. Would you read your poem that features in the, the 2021 Sangshaw George for us? Oh, right, you are. There's a wee poem that's cried, Screeve it after the storming of Capitol Hill, Washington. It was a momentous occasion. I screeve it this, I think, just the next night. So it starts. I'm fearful of this weary wind. I dunna ken the sang it sings. It bids ill will, with its whine and moan. I canna rest this night of ah. I ken it's rumbling through the glen, and the white burrows round the ben. I dunna fear the smoor and snaw. It's natural like, you mun stand her far. I ken it sook through simmer dim, as it weaves an air mang leafy limbs. I ken it's bite when winter scurries through the north. You hap it up and carry on. But the wind this nicht is a yonte traits. It doesn't rattle yet nor slate, but greets like a way and it's all done by. It hurts our muckle to really cry. This weary wind, it sears my soul. A slithering call I canna throw. It breaks my heart and bids nae wheel. I fear the morn and fit it brings. George, that's just lovely. That's just lovely. Thank you. This is Jim Reed where a Violet Jacob poem is set to music. This is Northern Wind. A wild geese flee 
A long, long skin of beaten wings With their heads toward the sea And I their crying voices trail A handsome on the air Oh, and hey, mercy had your wished For a darnel Emeline and Northern Wind, a Violet Jacob poem he set to music. And that leads me into the next part of the conversation, where special guest George T. Watt telling us about the Scots Lead Association, celebrating its 50th anniversary next year. And the next part of the story is your Scotsoon CD label that produces work by the great makers, George, including the poems of Violet Jacob. This is a hugely important archive, George, isn't it? Oh, it's tremendous. I don't think there's another archive like it, to be quite honest. Yeah, we've uh, got this tremendous archive, over 150 CDs. Oh, Elkamaka, you can think of, from the Bruce right up through to the present day to the likes of uh, uh, Sheila Templeton and Sheena Blackhall, Stuart Patterson, Willie Herschel, all these folk, you can. Mm-hmm. And also Margaret Gillis Brown, some of her stuff's in English as well as Scots, and Barb Beck, who's on Gaelic, because we do Gaelic and all, you can. And Aye. yeah, good, tremendous stuff. It was the late George Folk who started it all. He and another trio who did all the recording work, I can't mind his name offhand. And uh, they started it up and uh, ran it for several years, then George Folk handed it over to the Scots Lead Associate later in life. And it kind of lay dormant. The recordings were all there and people could order them, but the work lay dormant. But I started it up a few years sign again with Ian Carmichael, the Gaelic singer. I got his mm-hmm. permission to use some of his recordings. Well, Violet Jacob, we mentioned there, born 1863 at the, the Hoosa Dun, just outside Montrose and Angus, youngest daughter of the 18th Laird, died 1946 in Kirimuir. Now, she did not actually speak Scots, did she? And yet she produced some of the most moving and most poignant poems in Scots, George, eh? Yeah, well, apparently she was never out from under the feet of the plumen. And uh, so she she maybe didn't speak Scots round about, but uh, she must have spoke it to the workers, I think, and the folk in the estate. And she certainly screamed some of the most amazing Scots, uh, accessible Scots, nay, nice, sort of intellectual academic Scots, but accessible Scots that anybody could pick up and read and really get the full benefit of it, you know? Aye. Great stuff. Great stuff. And, you know, it's a funny thing, but it was in my, my mother's bookcase at home and I grew up listening to, to the poems of Violet Jacob. But this is for that Scotsman CD, the Scotsman Macker series, Poems of Violet Jacob. This is your cell, George, reading the poem, The Shepherd to His Love. Aboon the hill the muckle star is burning, Say soft and still, my dear, say far awa. 
There's ne'er a wind new day to nicht is turning to lift the branches of the whispering shaw. Ay, Jess, there's nane to see, there's just the sheep and me, and ain's fair wasted where there micht be twa. Along the nows there's no beast that's moving, the sheep o' mine lie sleeping o' the dew. There's just a thing that's wearying and roving, and that's myself, that wearies wanting you. What ails ye that ye bide and buy, and me outside to curse and donder a' the gloaming through? To had my tongue and I hae patience wi' ye is war nor what a lass like you can guess. For a' ye pranks I canny but forgie ye, I fegs, there's nocht can gar me loo ye less. Heaven is your een, and whiles there's heaven of your smiles. But, ah, oh, you tack a deal of courting, Jess. <laughs> I think it's That's brilliant. just beautiful. The Shepherd to His Love by Violet Jacob, read by our guest George T. Watt, as part of a CD produced by the Scots Lead Association on their Scott Soon CD series. Now, this is for a new CD by Sarah Jane Summers and Johanny Silvola. This is the title track. The smoky smear of rain.
And that lovely, just nice and mellow. The Smoky Smell of Rain for the new CD for Sarah Jane Summers and Johanny Silvola. Highly recommended. And uh, George T. Watt, or, or guess you will recognise that title for the poem George Campbell Hay, isn't it, George? That's correct, aye. aye Smoky Smell of Rain, another superb piece of poetry, aye. <laughs> now, we were speaking about your, your 50th anniversary, the Scots Lead Association, coming up next year. And we were speaking also about your amazing archive, the Scots Soon CD recordings, speaking as we were about you know, the CDs featuring the poems of Violet Jacob. And you mentioned there, of course, you've also got the poems of Marion Angus, read by Derek McClure, great collection that as well. And that leads me on to the, the recent project for the association, George, the Keekingless. Now then, <laughs> that's a great project. Tell us about that. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, Derek McClure, who are priests. He our set Alice through the looking glass and uh, Alice through the kicking glass in Doric. So it's just been published by Evertype, who's in Dundee. And I foolishly said, oh, that'll make a bra CD. And no sooner was it said, of course, everybody said, oh, that's a great idea. So I'm <laughs> just stuck with marking a CD of this. And oh, it was great stuff. The only trouble is we've got a pandemic, haven't we? So, everybody's right. recording the rain wee bits and the rain wee hooses, and it's come slowly coming through to me in dribs and drabs, and I've got to try and put it all together and band some of it. Right. <laughs> but I yeah, it, I can empathise with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you can. But uh, we've got a great set of speakers, all Doric speakers, from Mo Rutherford, who's a musician, to young laddies up in doing stuff up in uh, Aberdeen. So a great group of folk, you know. A great cast. I will, will look forward to hearing Cast that. of thousands. <laughs> so it's all coming through. It's great. Well, tell folk about that when it's, it's ready. Uh-huh. Right. Far do we find out about things. Thank you for all your, your information. It's now the time for we have to find out far, fit, foo. How do folk find out about the association? Can folk join and how do folk get other the CDs, George? Yeah, uh, well, if you're going to our website, it's www.lalands.co.uk or indeed just Google Lalands and it'll come up. And Authens in there, uh, all the CDs are listed, all the back issues of Lalands are listed. You can join the associate through there. Or if you want, you can just write direct to us at lalands at hotmail.co.uk. That's our email address if you want more information. I'll pick up the emails here and I'll answer all your your spearings. But uh, yeah, it's dead easy to join. It's no muckles, £20 a year, 25 can you buy overseas? And with that, you'll get 12 copies of Lalands Elk a year. You can come to our annual Cologue and AGM which hopefully will be in Perth this year. If not, it will be in Zoom again. So, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Right, George, thank you for this. It's an absolute treat to thank hear you on the programme. Come back soon. Us. And by the way, the new, because we're about to get into another topic you like a lot, gardening, <laughs> and the plan to launch our next Grow Radio series. But before that, a bit of music. This is Malinky again, with Steve Byrne talking the lead vocal. This is Pad the Road with me.
says I, my dearest Molly, come let us fix the time. When ye and I will married be, and wed luck us combine. When ye and I get married, love, right happy we will be. For ye are the bonny lassie, let's take by the road we Called one thou's coming on Besides my hated parents Had not a girl but one Besides my hated parents Had not a girl but me So know the bonny lassie That's the path the road with me Oh never mind call winter love The spring will follow on Come sit ye doon beside me And I'll sing you a nice song I'll sing you a nice song while I diddle ye on my knee But you're the bonny lassie that stick by the road with me All the other lads that I he had, they proved of cruel mind They beat me on badges, me and proved to be unkind They beat me on badges, me and guard me through the day That better get my love to them to by the road away Life, I swear I'll day me hell I'll busky brow and fairer So you could bear the grief As the bellow of the country Rooted by the road we So she has done the hose and shoe To the cart they came And lang lang in the morning That couple went baby And lang lang in the morning Her troubles were set free For she's the bonny lassie Let's the road we She's the bunny lassie, that's the path the road we She's the bunny lassie, that's the path the road we the road with me from Malinky with Steve Byrne and Fiona Hunter talking the vocals and that takes us into the garden we are resident gardener and Manny that kens about nothing David Mitchell has been uncharacteristically quiet otherwise through the first half of this programme are you okay Dave? I, I'm fine I was just fair enjoying the kind of gentle beat of this programme you kind of it's like spring itself it's just rubbing the sleep out of its eyes and it's slowing us all down and marking us think. And, and, and that, that's where Lalan's kind of the, the magazine. I didn't care about that until about four years ago. And then this wee gem arrived and it's full of book reviews and plays and short stories and factual articles. And, you know, it's not fair to pick something out of it, but. There was a short drama in it just recently that was written by W.S. Millen called McLean. And it's about Peter Heed Prison. And it just it just made me snitter and giggle all the way through it. <laughs> and there was an Aryan about a Glasgow hog Monet, which was written by Moira Dalgetty. And it reminded me of my mother giving me a scolding. 
get for reading W.J. Uh, Bell, Wee McGregor, and she gave my grandfather an even bigger scolder for giving me the book. But then you get poems. There was an awful lovely poem called Where the Peonies Bloom, written oh, by Maureen Sangster. And you can, George, there's the there's factual articles. There, there was Yen on William Dunbar, again, the only man that lived between about 1460 and 1513. He, he, his Scots is a wee bit inaccessible, but, but the only article that was written by Francis Robinson, it just fair inspired me to persist with the man's writings because there's, there's some awful good stuff in there, full of humour and wisdom and... I, I, there's, a, there's a bit of mischief, I know. You see, this is why we need to publicise your Dean Mayor, George, and publicise Lallan's magazine, so that folk can you're there, and folk can this magazine exists. And we're going to do our best to help market and publicise your work. George made a point about, you know, how this magazine started almost 50 years ago from very small beginnings. And, you know, it's about to have its 100th issue. Um, and, you know, you're running at about 130 pages a go, and it's filled with new writing. Nuggets, and, gold and dust. It's just, just absolute gold dust. And, you know, I, I just found it really exciting and reassuring, and it's beautifully produced, and there's something in it for everybody. You don't need to be a specialist in Scots to read it. And, you know, it'll mark you smile, it'll mark you laugh, it'll mark you giggle. And I, in places, it'll shock you enough. You know, you hear enough a sad narra escape if you didn't read it. If somebody <laughs> wants to get more information about the, the Scots Speed Association and the Lallans Magazine, get in contact with us here and we'll point you in the right direction. Thank you both very much indeed for your kind words. Well, you deserve as much as we can help you. No, we are about to launch a new Gernon series, Drow Radio, like we did this time last year. Six programmes that will take us up to Christmas. And before we go any further, let me mention it is with great pride we can announce that Yon Steve Byrne, that sang Young's song a minute ago, will be our first guest on this programme, Mayor in a Minute. Mr Mitchell, tell us, fit should we be doing in the garden? The new, we've had half a frost, half a temperature. Oh, don't worry about the frost. It happens every now and again. You just accept it. But you can't, May, I often think it's the best time of the year in the garden. There's loads of jobs today, and that's grand because it keeps you, I, and yours out of mischief. And I hear a checklist for things that you should be doing in May. You can, your containers and your borders and veg plots are all coming alive. You know, the lawn should be starting to begin to look at its best. You should be mowing it at least once a week. The soil's heating up nicely. You can, and, well, I think the last threat of frost will have gone. Make sure you've got some of the own fleecy blanket about for putting on top of wee tender things. Can I ask a wee question here? My, it's a personal question. My, my, my cotonia has to hedge. I'm half worried about can, we could worry about a lot of things in the world, but here's me. I'm worried about my cotonia has to hedge. The cotton easters are like It's looking mm. a bit brune. Has the frost killed it? It'll, no, it'll have had its lungs scalded, but it'll be fine. It'll, you know, the, the brune that's damaged will no change, but it'll be fine. This thing to start worrying about plants is when they hang on to their leaves and they're all brown and they don't drop off naturally, because that, that means the obsession layer hasn't formed. So, you know, don't worry about it getting its lugs mm. scalded. It'll be fine. I've been planting hunters of trees again, hornbeam, bark, rowan, spruce, fir, hunters, mostly in the blizzards, as I said, mentioned earlier, the Tukut storm. I'm shot blasted. 
Are we past time now for planting trees, like fruit bushes even? Oh, no, 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 no. If they're bare-rooted, the sooner they're in, the better. You can then hang about because, you know, you want them to get in, make root and make growth. Stuff in containers or they wee fancy routiners that you sometimes get things in, you can plant them out. I like to see that done by the middle of June. I know some folk will tell you you can do it all year wrong, but if, it, if it's sitting in the pot, it's no making root and no making growth. At this time of year, you want it in the ground, so no hanging about and skiving. Get, <laughs> get them in. Skiving? As if we would be skiving. George, you're a fan of Grow Radio, aren't you? Oh, and, and I loved your comment for last year. You said, this is what George said, this is a gardening programme like neither. That's, that's <laughs> true. And you were referring to our, our uh, feature on hummingbirds at the time, weren't you? That's right. <laughs> There's near another radio station in the in the Hill of Britain where they'll tell you how to attract a hummingbird. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still looking. <laughs> It's amazing what this international audience challenges you with. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, we had a question for Mexico. Was it Mexico or somewhere near about that time, about hummingbirds? Well, oh, well, it just so happens that Ur, Ur David had been... Ken's Arthur. <laughs> you, I Ken's Arthur, but he had been out in that direction. Dana, we oh, study on hummingbirds. I, 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 stu I studied for a wee while, or eight weeks hummingbirds in the deserts of North America through the Californian border right up to Oregon, um, what, looking at what they were pollinating and how they, oh, they're fascinating wee creatures. But you can, there's, there's plenty of fascinating wee birds here and all, and just as a wee tip for me, yeah, folk are thinking, oh, that hedge is needing its lugs trimmed, just don't be so quick about that. Make sure when you before you cut your heads that you hear a good look along it and make sure there's no new rain wee birds nesting in it. And if they are, just leave the hedge Aye. alone to the finished. Mm -hmm. Aye. Okay, now we'll need to hash on, uh, but Grow Radio will be out in the last week in May. We'll be posting reminders, so look out for that. And our guest on that program will be your team member, the one and only Steve Byrne, Fahar's Justinur, his first allotment. First allotment, chaps. Mayor on that in the programme. He's, he's going to be a busy boy. Oh, he's right. going to be busy. He'll be delighted with himself. He's saying ploughing competitions and I think it's already in it. And as if we planned it, as if we planned anything, our new student for Robert Gordon University, Finn Nixon, has been looking at the recent big garden bird count for the RSPB, right? As, and we've often said, you know, as, as lockdown has resulted in a lot of folk talking time to get involved in their gardens and it happens in their gardens, including watching the amount of birds visiting, right? So, Finn, over to you. Aye, so that's right, Frida. According to the RSPB, this was the biggest ever bird watch since it began 42 years ago. And over a weekend back in January, over 17 million birds were counted across the UK. And here in Scotland, over 78,000 folk counted around 1,005,027 birds in their gardens and other green spaces. And the, the hoose buggy was the maize counted, followed by the starling and the blue tit. But why the big movers were further doing the standings, though, uh, the chaffinch has found four places since last year's count. Uh, while way doing intent, the goldfinch has also found doing four places. Mm -hmm. And despite some disparities between sightings and numbers, there is, of course, a, a general trend, unfortunately, uh, of bird numbers declining in the UK. No. Aye, uh, unfortunately. So if you talk the chaffinch, 
for example, in some reasons for its general decline, centre in extreme changes in the weather. Mm-hmm. And because of this, certain natural events are happening at the wrong time. And this basically means that it's it's harder for chaffinches to do basic things like feed themselves because ecosystems are facing unpredictable changes all the time. And if you want to find out more about the, the struggles that birds are facing and indeed the, the big garden bird watch, you can visit rspb.org.uk. Can I just stop you there for a and ask a question? Did you say that spuggies were top of the list? The hoose buggy is the mace counted this year. That's right. See, that's amazing because near that long ago they were really in decline quite a bit. That's that, that uh, that, I'm surprised to hear that, Frida, because we get about probably 20 different to 30 different things at our feeders. And mm-hmm. the goldfinches are still the strongest with us and the blue tits and gold tits. But we get green finches and we've had mere blackbirds and mere thrushes lately, which has been quite interesting. Mm-hmm. But we've a pair of long tail tits at the moment that come oh, every they've day. They've come in, yes. They come uh, in here as well. We've had a, a wiener. It's been a good, been a good winter for us with the birds. All in all, they're like look, 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 pom poms. Well, great long tail, aren't they? Little <laughs> pom pom bars. Right. You mentioned climate change. There, there is of course uh, a big environmental conference coming up. Over back to you again, Finn. That's right. It was the the UN climate change conference. Uh, otherwise, Kent is. COP26, and it was meant to be taking place from the 1st to the 12th of November at the Scottish Event Centre in Glasgow. There's some concerns, though, about the event being a virtual one, Ooh. but it's always, it's it's going to have to be scaled back because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, it had originally been expected to bring up to 30,000 visitors to Glasgow, but that was obviously uh, pre-pandemic. And negotiations about how the event will take place will really get gone later this month. So we've got summer coming on and we're launching Grow Radio later this month. I was just wondering, that, David, what can we do in our own gardens to lessen our impact on the environment? I mean, you mentioned the, the hedges there. What else can we do? Well, you can, there's, there's an awful lot folk can do, you know, to sort this out or to help to sort it out. And I, I think, you know, the best things is no garden for fashion. And it's off a transient. You know, look and learn. Use the tried and tested methods of your forefathers. Hear and about other folks' gardens and see what deals well with them and, and go about it the same road. But there's a lot of other practical things that you can do. Back in your own compost, recycling plastic pots, using clay pots where necessary. Compost your household and green vegetable waste. Consider buying a wee chipper. Um, to chip your light woody garden waste. Make sure you a leaf mould heap. I, I kind of be doing with filling brown bins with things. If I've got space to make leaf mould, I'll make it. Oh, leaf mould, it's good. You can, if, if you're labelling and staking and tying, wooden lollipop sticks work well. And if you're mm-hmm. using wee white plastic labels, oh, just tuck half an hour with a cup of coffee and clean them off when you're finished with them and recycle them. Then it's throwing them in the bin. I never use plastic string. I always use nutseen twine. And there's nothing wrong with old-fashioned raffia. Raffia. Bamboo, wooden and metal plant supports instead of plastic yins. Or birch twigs even work very mm. well. We were talking about the birds, using your bird feeder and planting things that fruit. 
Another thing, just don't be cutting your lawn all the time. You're not keeping a bowling green, you know, <laughs> and reduce the water a wee bit. Don't be watering and feed. If you feed it, you've got to cut it. That's yeah. waste. You know, just just think about that. And harvesting rainwater, if you've got a shed or a greenhouse you sh or a garage, you should have a water butt at the back of it. And when it's hot and sunny, don't box your grass clippings. Cut reg maybe at that time cut a wee bit more regularly and leave it lying. We see a lot of folk with garden lighting. You should be using LEDs or solar powered lighting. David, thank you very much. Can I tell you my story about my fairy lights? Aye, what do you do with your fairy lights? Well, I, this is my my kind of disaster for the, the the season so far. I ordered LED fairy lights to put on my outside tree for Christmas. Okay. Mm -hmm. and I put the fairy lights on my outside tree, little tree, little fir tree, and nothing happened our Christmas. Nothing happened our December. Nothing happened our January. Nothing, I thought, just duds. I've been done. That's mostly, can you order, uh, you know, through your, your internet? Nothing happened. February, March. And then I thought, did I turn that on? <laughs> <laughs> so... I examined the little LED box and the run-on-off switch that I didn't notice. <laughs> I have now got fairy lights blinking every night in the month of April and May and June, and it'll be blinking all the way through summer. So you see, LED lights last forever. Little fairy lights is not just for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, you're near lane, Frida. I'm not going to tell you where it was, but I might have gone to see somebody I, I mean, a year ago in June. And the Christmas gears were still up in the kitchen, and so was the fairy lights. <laughs> she says, she says, oh, never mind that lot. I've been awfully busy. <laughs> that wasn't me. If her own says, was that you? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> so I've got fairy, fairy lights blinking all the way through the night in my little fir tree. Well, it's, it's terrible. You, you, could, you, you could sort of say that it's sort of terribly Mediterranean, you know. I am being Mediterranean. That's what I'm going to tell folk. I'm being Mediterranean. You're, you're, you're gardening for fashion. Remember. <laughs> Richt. Richt, enough of this. Enough of this job. I'm going to bang my box now. Bang your box now. Bang your box. <laughs> thank you, Dave. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Scots Radio. And thank you to our guest, George T. Watt, through the Scots Lead Association, on behalf of the team. Enjoy your space and dinner it off. Keep going and keep safe. We finish with this track for the new album for Sarah Jane Summers and Johanny Silvona. Album card, The Smoky Smell of Rain. Track card, The Herring. For Dave Mitchell, Finn Nixon, Richie Werner and our guest, George T. Watt and myself, Fina Morrison. Buy the news! Buy the news! Buy the news! Thank you again! <laughs>